You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast. You're here with Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Good to see you guys. It's been a month. We don't take, take. Yeah, we don't take many breaks, but we took one this time. It's too busy. Too bit. Too much stuff going on. Exactly. Pop culture waits for no man, <laughs> and I feel like we've been steamrolled by it. Mm. So we got a lot to talk about. And it's all really old, so yeah. To tune in, get excited. <laughs> <laughs> I so what was... did you guys do on this extended break? What have you been up to? I worked. Ooh. It was great. I worked so Memorial much. Day sale. How do you yeah. feel about mattresses? I'm <laughs> sick of mattresses. <laughs> I worked so much. I didn't even get to get a free comic book day. Everybody else loves mattresses. I think Justin was <laughs> Justin was busting the talks of Disney. I think you let him down. I I I hate that. He's getting ready to go. I, I, mean, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Oh, he's going. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a trip right around the corner, um, down to Florida, and uh, a, this is his his big trip. He's been waiting two and a half years on. And there's all kinds of stuff happening down there, and it's yeah. the state of Florida versus Disney, and, and he's gonna go whip them into shape. That's right. And uh, in fact, that weekend, that day, free comic book day, a lady came into my store, and she bought a mattress. Whoa! And imagine that. <laughs> That's not the point. Um, <laughs> And so you're like, get this out of here. I hate we, it. we got to talking and, uh, <laughs> she was telling me she was getting, you know, she needed delivery really soon because she was getting ready to go on an Alaskan cruise. And we got to talking about this and that and da, da, da. And she says, Oh, she says, I, I, she worked at the local college here. And she said, yeah, before I did that, I was a teacher down at lower Salem. And I said, Oh, ho, ho, I know some people from there. Right. I, I think I can probably name who that was. And, uh, and, uh, of course my wife went there too. And, uh, we started talking about this and that. And, and she says to me, she looked at me, she goes, you know, I could have sworn I saw Justin Lowe today. And I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, I bet you, you did. did. Did she go to Tudor's biscuit world? Because that has become Justin's tradition. He comes down here, he has to help to see family, but he no. always he goes to Tudor's Biscuit Ooh. World the morning of free comic book. Well, I don't know if she did, but she told me she drove by the that comic was her book. Best, that would have been her best chance to see him. <laughs> she said she drove by the comic book store, and she could have she swore. thought she saw him. Oh, that's funny. She saw him out there. And I said, by God, you did. I'll bet that That's was crazy. Carol. I would bet my own mattress that that was Carol. I was uh, just thinking, you should do like a I hate mattresses sale. Like 
That would get them out of here. That would be a cool. Get these. I hate these mattresses. <laughs> put a big sign out there and everything, and like do the TikToks of that. Like I hate these mattresses. This mat. Oh, this mattress. Get off of it. And like make a face at it. That'd be awesome. It'd be good. It's that's an idea. Well, that the corporate. Nobody else is doing it. I guarantee that. Just start doing it and see if corporate picks up one. They're like, "Well, you really sold a lot of mattresses this this month." Yeah. What, what's, what's your secret? And I'll be like, "I hate mattresses." You send them a link. It's like, check this out. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, how was free comic book day? It was pretty good. It was. This was back to a little more normal circumstances after the last couple of years uh, we still did everything kind of outside and tried to spread everything out a little bit didn't do the up close face painting or any of the any of the uh, <laughs> i got my face painted when i was there who, that who was unauthorized <laughs> <laughs> that was an independent contractor <laughs> whoa <laughs> had a good crowd almost 300 people through the door lots of happy faces Good sales day, so yeah, all around a good success, and had the fewest leftover books I've ever had. So I, I usually have a big stack still left over. By the end of the day, the table was pretty well cleaned off. So. Hmm, that's good. Lots of books out there floating around. Nice. Yeah, we went down. I took the nephews down. We brought some cans of corn <laughs> for the food pantry. And- Asked them the ne- a couple of days later if they'd read any that they each answered. Yeah, they had re- one said they read this, one said they read that, and both were the things that I actually paid for. I was <laughs> like, oh, of course, of course, the ones that cost money—that's the ones you wanted to read. But they yeah, liked it. Well, they did embarrass you a little bit, I know. Yeah, they wanted to know where Hell Dog Man was at. <laughs> And I was like, if I know Jordan, he doesn't have any. And you, you and you did, but they had already read it. It's hard like, to get new Dogman. Everyone, yeah. everyone has they read the, the new Dogman the minute it comes out. You can't, uh, you can't get them new enough. Basic bitch, comic book nephews. <laughs> so mainstream. That's that was what I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh that kid mainstream. is so mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Yeah. It, was, it was nice, and the guys from the restaurant next door were outside hanging around when I was out there straightening stuff up, and the one goes, do you do this a lot? <laughs> I was like, uh, just once a year. Oh, okay. They thought they were in for something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, this guy in his co- dog man comic books out here on the sidewalk every day. He's going to be hawking those every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's good. Good time. Yeah, I went uh, to my Neil Gaiman in evening with Neil Gaiman this week. It was cool up the in whole Cleveland. Whole evening. Was uh, didn't spend the whole evening with him. <laughs> yeah, went up there. <clears throat> oh, we stopped at that. Uh, have you ever been to GV Artwork? cliff oh it's where, it's where i've been getting yeah. all that cleveland stuff yeah, I, know. I almost bought you a bernie kosar shirt but i wasn't <laughs> sure whether you'd wear it or not i actually have a bernie kosar shirt from that yeah, that's that's why i thought of you okay so that's probably <laughs> it yeah. there's a couple different ones okay one he's pretty permy uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah anyway i got a couple shirts i got 
I got a J, the Jake mm-hmm. shirt, and I got the 95 lineup shirt. Nice. With my fave player ever, Kenny Lofton on there. Yeah, that so, is that's uh, a that's a really cool store. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah, we went and saw Neil Gaiman, and it was great. We were the first ones there. Oh, <laughs> I went, wow. went in. I was like, "Wait, is this?" I thought it was a morning with Neil Gaiman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna I, be well, here all day. <laughs> well, we got, we got there. I was like, "We're gonna go to Tudor's Biscuit World." <laughs> I figured they opened like an out, you know, opened the doors an hour before, which they did. But we got there like a half hour before that, and there was like no one there. Wow. It's in this really nice building, you know, just mm-hmm. gorgeous building with theaters in it and stuff. And and we were outside these doors. I was like, man, this is weird. And then like, so we walked into this little bar and paid way too much for a beer and walked back. And we were still the first ones in line. Yeah. We kind of cr- created our line. And then within 10 minutes, there was a billion people behind us go in and uh, get some signed books and go and watch him. He, uh, so was he, did you, he, like, was he sitting there signing no, or they, no, they took your he stuff? was back signed. He like went to a, uh, he, he has it all set up. He's got it slick, but he just like deals with a local bookstore, you know, usually a indie type bookstore and has them order a bunch of his stuff. And he comes in and signs all of it. And they bring it there mm-hmm. to the venue. He sets backstage or whatever and signs them. And as they as he signs them, they bring them out, start stacking them on tables for you to buy. Because he just doesn't have time to sit there and talk to everybody. And and uh anyway, so I was able to buy like four or five books that I didn't just once I didn't have wanted to read anyway. And Probably the best, a little, best. A little bit of a bummer. You can't take something of your own, like something that has meaning yes. for you. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. Or I would have took a comic. Again, it would it would have been all day with Neil. Right, Gaiman, like right. Mm-hmm. He also did a thing where uh, they had a table there with just index cards. And I've been, I had been following him on Twitter and knew that this was how it worked. But it was just like, fill out, it had an index card. You just write a question on it mm-hmm. and put it in the, a basket or whatever. And then he gets them backstage, looks through them. Picks and then out. take brings him. He brings the whole thing out with him to, on stage, and he just goes through them in between little readings he does and answers questions, which was real interesting. And and now he goes. I used to have people line, you know, traditionally people line up to a microphone, like you know, mm-hmm. you've seen a million times on the office. That's how they right. did. Uh, that's immediately what the, I thought. Under Mifflin was going bankrupt. <laughs> they had lined up. But anyway, uh, he's like, but. but you know, of course that takes more time and, and every, everybody he's like, and one time we had a guy that like, really, he said this thing, question this guy asked, and he's like, and then he said, that was enough of that, <laughs> you know, so this worked way better. He had some good anecdotes and things. He, he pointed out someone had asked what his first published thing was. And he said, well, the first thing that he writ, wrote that got published was, he was working for some magazine and they asked him to do a biography of a band and they gave him three choices. I can't remember what the other two were, but he picked Duran Duran. So this was in the mid eighties mm-hmm. or whatever. And he was explaining how he had to do that pre-internet had to come up with their, what, where they came from and everything. And 
then he wrote the thing. And so while he was in town this in Cleveland this week, he went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they had him sign their copy of the book he wrote about Duran Duran. Hmm. It's like, that's pretty neat. Yeah. At one point, somebody asked him about George Perez and Neil Adams and he kind of, he, 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 he was nice, but he really kind of le- just like, well, George Perez is great. Yeah, but he didn't want to talk I, about that. He far much, you clearly much more loved Neil Adams. And he was like, I, you know, and he re- read this uh, unpublished Batman poem. I, he called it, it was like, went on for like 10 minutes and had some neat, you know, moments in it. It was it was pretty cool to hear that. He read a, he had his Neil Gaiman reader, which is a, one of the books I bought. Which probably I'm really I almost didn't get it, but I'm really glad I did. It had like a uh, they people had voted on his like top fifty short stories, so he collected all like the favorites from his different collections and stuff. And I and I had got a signed copy of that, and then I wrote in the on the pages like excerpts from the batman poem i remembered and i wrote he at one point he read a, a tattoo someone had so he someone wanted him to compose a tattoo this was how he finished the the show uh, and he's they said they were going to have david mack put it on you know tattooed on their back and he's like well he's never going to do that <laughs> he goes so i might as well write it so he re- read this really cool thing and he's like of course then that person went to David Mack and said, Neil Gaiman wrote this. <laughs> and so the guy actually has the tattoo of this, but it's a really cool poem. And it was just a great time. Good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember anything else he read, you know, he read several different things and uh, told some good stories. Hmm. <clears throat> Well, the other thing I did over the last month was an evening with Bigfoot. I spent Ohio Bigfoot conference at the Salt Fork State Park. No show again. No, yeah, we were <laughs> we were hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but this this event they the the week the week after they they posted they they estimated about five thousand people through the doors. So I mean it's. It's a huge, you know, Salt Fork is big. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of land mass there, but, you know, in one building, that's a lot of people to, to shuffle through there. But this it's usually takes place the weekend of free comic book day. So I usually am not able to go, but this year it was the weekend before. Uh, my older nephew had baseball games all day, but my younger nephew had the day off. So I, I took him up. We just, me and him went. And it was fun. Just uh, the... You, you basically can't get in to hear the speakers and their presentations. Those You have to get a ticket for that, and those sell out instantly. But there's like a big vendor flea market that takes up three floors of the lodge, and wow. it's tons and tons of vendors selling handmade crafts and books and stickers and T-shirts and all kind of crazy stuff. Anything with a big foot on it, you could imagine they were selling. So got to meet... Three of the four cast members of Finding Bigfoot were there. Um, I had met two of them previously, and the other the two I hadn't met were there. So I had I got a poster with all four of them on it, and now I have all four of their signatures. So that's a big deal. And now you can die. <laughs> hmm. 
Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's nice to uh, that we've all had the chance in in the last couple of months to finally get out and and do a few yeah. things. It was it, definitely <clears throat> the most crowded room I've been in <laughs> in the last yeah. few years for sure. Yeah, oh, I yeah. feel you. We had went we'd went to Columbus last month and uh and, and to go to that Burt Kreischer show and um we we stayed at a hotel downtown, kind of just walk walking distance, couple block or not maybe a block from the uh from the theater. And so we just kind of waited around and we didn't go real early or anything and just thought, "Oh, it's about 25 minutes till the show starts." We we better head on head on out here, and uh, as soon as we got to that around that theater, it was just a massive line of people, and I was just like, "Holy cow! I have not been around this many people in forever." Number one, but how big is this theater? Can it even hold all these people? And I was pretty impressed, but 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 my point is, it was nice to get out and and be able to you know, feel like a member of society again. So I, I can't wait everybody, for summer. Everybody kept their shirts on. Uh, Bert definitely did not. Uh, the minute he walked on stage, shirt came off. <laughs> everybody screamed and applauded for some reason. I heard, and, I heard Neil Gaiman did that too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> so, yep. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm headed to Columbus tomorrow night. Uh, Going to be there this weekend for some volleyball stuff for my daughter. But uh, we'll be at the Columbus Convention Center. And I'm thinking if I can get a chance to slip on down to that that big fun toy store, it's it's right next door. Uh, I'm, I may I may do that. So see what I can find. How many more Ewoks do you need? Uh, need a few. I got a few that are incomplete. Um, that need uh, accessories, but uh, I got a few. Got I got a village up here. It takes, it takes a one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, what we've been up to during our mini hiatus. Uh, the other thing, a pretty big movie opened, so we figured we should talk about that while it's still somewhat fresh. I haven't really had a chance to talk details yet of. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Someone once told me that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. Be careful which path you travel down. The stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. I sacrificed everything. And it meant nothing. Oh, Strange. What have you done? I never meant for this to happen. You cannot control everything. You brought this on yourself. You break the rules and become a hero. I do it and I become the enemy. This doesn't seem fair. Strange! Doctor 
straight to the multiverse of madness. Rated PG-13. Be the first to see the mind-bending phenomenon. In we all saw it, correct? Yes. I went the Thursday night that it opened. 9.40 showing, something like that. And there were maybe 20 people. Really? Marietta. Didn't, didn't have that Spider-Man crowd, huh? I, yeah, I... I'm guessing the seven o'clock showing was a little stronger and most people probably waited till Friday in the weekend, but as I said, it was free comic book day weekend. So I had to go on Thursday, but I don't know something it's, there's, it's not an event anymore. A Marvel movie is not a big, you know, crowd, mm. crowd rousing thing in Marietta at least. They've become too common. Cause I, re- you know, I remember year years ago when, uh, I think it was like Iron Man two or, or something that had come out we had went to go see it and there was like a guy in an iron man suit like in the lobby <laughs> like hanging out you could take pictures and stuff and, and they yeah. used to do actual midnight showings like you had yeah. to wait till midnight now they're just like whatever open on thursday just, open on wednesday just come yeah i watched it i watched it till like three o'clock or four o'clock <laughs> yeah. so yeah i i waited a few days till i before i could get a chance to go but i went i think about a week after it opened and uh so we know you are not dr strange is low on your list of marvel marvel movies yeah i marvel didn't characters right right i didn't care much for that first movie i think i've only seen it the one time never rewatched it or anything um, yeah so, i'm the same i didn't love that i'm not a fan honestly of cumberbatch as dr strange <laughs> like yeah, I he's agree. Not, he would not he would not be i like dr strange mm-hmm. and he's not exactly what i was looking for but yeah, it's funny because the week leading up to it, I had that thought, oh, because I'm the same way. I maybe watched it a second time, you know, on cable or whatever. But I thought, oh, I should probably rewatch Doctor Strange. And I thought so much has happened. You know, that's just the origin story. Yeah, yeah. We've had Avengers movies and and WandaVision. Like, there's so much Spider Man. We've had so much other stuff has happened. I don't know that anything that happened in the first movie, really, except maybe Baron Mordo. Yeah, yeah. Even Which really, we matter, got, so but I, we got a, a totally different Baron yeah, Mordo in yeah. this. Like it did. So didn't... I, I didn't even bother rewatching the first one. I think we're light years beyond that by now. Yeah, so, yeah. We are going to spoil the movie. Obviously, um, there's a few fun little cameos and moments. So if you haven't seen it, we don't want to spoil it for you. So uh, maybe check it out later. But we, from here on out, we're going to spoil the movie. So this is Sam Raimi, director. This is his first movie in nine years. Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful was his last movie oh, nine God. years ago. Big fan. This movie opened 20, exactly 20 years to the week of the original Spider-Man movie. So 2002, like May 3rd, something like that, 2002 was Spider-Man. May 5th or 6th, whatever it was, this year was Doctor Strange, so... Two decades some, removed yeah. from Spider-Man, he comes back to the Marvel Universe. Comes back with some tentacles climbing on a building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I had uh, I had pretty low expectations for this, but like, I enjoyed it. I like, I don't know. Maybe it was just the low expectations, but I think there was one or two other people in the in the theater saw it down at the mall. Um just because that was my chance to go. Carly needed to shop for a dress. And I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. And, uh, no, I came out of it and I was, I was pretty happy with it. I was, you know, 
content with it. Like, okay, maybe I don't hate Doctor Strange as a whole anymore <laughs> after that first movie. But, but yeah, I, I was, I was like kind of, um, I had been irritated since No Way Home at the end where they, they, uh, surprised us with a basically a trailer for this movie mm-hmm. at the end of it and that annoyed me because i've been I trying to avoid trying to avoid trailers but it turns out that trailer was kind of a fake out like it made it, it if you watch that now it does not go along with what the actual story was of this movie at all yeah and so that was i saw kind uh, of Ramey had said they kind of they were late putting this movie together they were still writing it as they were filming like yeah it wasn't because mm-hmm. i think this was supposed to come out before Spider-Man was the original grand plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then COVID and everything else. So I, I, at this moment, they're kind of as, as seat of their pants as Marvel and Disney gets on these things. I think that the, right. this current uh, wave is a little bit, but, but, uh, but I liked, I thought it was the first one of these that you, re- you, you could see the director in the movie. Like it was right. very Raimi. You know that was a big deal, and I, I, that's the thing I, I like the most about, it. and how they leaned into the grotesque and the horrific, mm-hmm. which I wish that I wish they had done that all along. With they started out with her being kind of weird, witchy, or you know, yeah, the, or her early showing up and got away from it, and now you know they kind of leaned into it in a couple spots, so. I was not even sure. I did not even know that she was going to be the villain in this movie. Like I wasn't under that impression from anything I had seen, uh, which wasn't much. But so when it turned out to basically just being her, I was like, oh, well, okay, this is pretty neat. My, I was gonna, my expectations were low because I was afraid it was going to try to be too much. It was going to have, it was going to be all cameos and all Easter eggs and all weird and wacky and crazy. And look what we can do. And I was genuinely surprised by how simple it was. The story yeah. is she wants her kids back. Like it, it wasn't, oh, we, I, we hinted at the incursions and whatever that leads to, but that's what that's going to get more complicated down the line, I think. But yeah, it was a fairly straightforward story for being cosmic and, and multiversal in scope. It, 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 the, 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 the stakes were very simple, which with these kind of movies, I'm always afraid that it's going to get bogged down in the mumbo jumbo and the, the pseudoscience and the witchcraft and all that stuff. But it was, it was, a, the plot was very, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I was just going to say that I think because I waited a week to see it, I kind of knew, I knew Wanda was pretty much the villain in it. I didn't expect, you know, for the most part, <coughs> I, I had little things in there. I kind of knew, okay, we all kind of knew there were going to be some cameos and stuff in there, but, but it really didn't. Oh, ruin big, it. big, big spoiler! Uh, uh, um, John Krasinski dies of extreme hot dog figures, Jordan. <laughs> All right, who did this? I'm not mad. I just want to know who did it so I can punish them. What are you talking about? Uh, someone uh, forged medical information, and that is a felony. Okay, whoa. All right, because that's a pretty intense accusation. Yeah. How do you know that they're fake? Uh Leprosy, flesh-eating bacteria, hot dog fingers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was uh, yeah, pretty crazy. That was a, so yeah, we that's the big 
scene like in the movie where we get the illuminati so this, at least seth and i are very trailer phobic recently i i avoid yeah. i'll maybe watch a teaser or watch the first one and you just can't watch you can't watch commercials on tv i don't look right. for stuff I, i'm trying not to be militant or angry about it and like yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just i don't want to know but this and then once I've seen it, I'll, I'll watch a commercial or go back and watch a trailer. Right. And like they were showing, you know, you heard Patrick Stewart's voice. Mm. You saw the the arm of the hover chair. And they like a couple days before the movie, everyone, they press releases, Patrick Stewart confirmed in the movie. It's like, wh- why is that important? Especially two days before the movie. Why did we have to know that? Yeah. But I had, I, and again, this is one of those movies people expected so much. We had that Tom Cruise as Iron Man thing like a year ago, and it only got weirder from there. People expecting the X Men to show up, Fantastic Four to show up. Who who, who knows who was going to show up? But I I know at least one customer. He was you know, they had confirmed the Illuminati were going to be in it. So that apparently was the online chatter. Everyone <coughs> everyone wanted to know who was in the Illuminati. What were they going to do? How important were these characters going to be? And what what curveballs were they going to throw? So that. And that really, to me, ended up being the most, you know, the biggest Easter eggy thing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that scene, I don't know, that was entirely crucial, but it was, you know, eh, it was fun. Yeah, but it was a fun thing yeah. to do. It was fun to have the Illuminati be there for a second and watch and- them all get killed to show how powerful she is. But also, like, you know, when they played that, it X-Men wasn't a fit to- theme. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, oh my god. It, it, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, those were some pretty big home runs of characters and casting to get in there. I mean, Patrick freaking Stewart was the was there. John Krasinski, this fan casting, you know, they did it. Yeah, and, and that's why know, I didn't know uh, where, her. You know, I didn't Agent know where... Carter in the flesh. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know where half of this stuff begins. Does it begin with fan rumors? Does it begin with set leaks? Does it you know how did people know John Krasinski was going to be? Reed Richards. Did yeah. they will it into existence? Or did, yeah, or did they cut do it after the fact? Like they the Tom Cruise thing was actually a it was a thing like that was a, a it had you know, there's always been the thing it you know, cat how they originally would cast these movies. There was always the thing, you know, Brad Pitt's Captain America, Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Yeah. And like so fans ran with that and start, would they do this? And they actually were gonna try to do it for this but he was busy with mission impossibles as he always is <laughs> and or they might have tried you know got away with it but they still feel like they nailed it with everybody they did have in it I yeah agree. i think the biggest surprise out of the whole out of the whole scene for me honestly was the fact that they brought back anson mount <laughs> as black <Ball. laughs> i was just like See, like he's the uh he's like the third spider-man dude. we right. gotta give him another shot like get him back here yeah. He did his best. I was like, what is happening? I can't believe they've got crazy. this guy. That's awesome. <laughs> so I don't think this means, though, that like Krasinski is going to freaking be Reed Richards whenever they do cut and wax the Fantastic Four. In fact, I would be surprised. This is just a, a but I want alternate that. reality. I want that. That's funny because I watched uh, Quiet Place Part 2 just debuted on Prime mm. and I just watched that after watching this and having that fan casting in my mind, I'm like, Emily Blunt would be a great Sue Richards. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching that whole movie, like imagining her with 
invisibility powers. Like, oh, those <laughs> monsters would never get him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, I, would, yes, I thought he looked. I thought he yeah, looked so, great. I d- I don't know that I felt like he did any great. No, you know? there was nothing special about. But well, but he did yeah. look great. He yeah. did look great. But there's an easy out of this being another dimension. Of, mm. You know, you can keep those characters and bring them back, yeah. or you can never see them again. And it, you know, there's no continuity problem. I feel like it's more likely he directs the Fantastic Four movie before he yeah. uh, stars in it. Hmm. But I just there's. I saw a thing just today, Haley Atwell talking about a Captain Carter show on Disney Plus. Yeah. So I, I people are responding I to that it. character. <clears throat> I was a little surprised that Captain Marvel was uh Lashana Lynch who played Maria <coughs> Rambo in the Captain mm-hmm. Marvel movie. Right. And it wasn't Tayona Paris who was yeah. Monica. I was thrown by that. Thrown by that also. Again, it's an alternate reality. It doesn't matter. But that's not the that's not the Captain Marvel I would have expected. But not my Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, Jordan. Your usual mantra. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Yeah, that's a fun scene. I I don't. I don't know. I. I think your review was something like it, it. Sam Raimi kind of saved a kind of a bland story. I, that was just like my initial reaction. I felt I actually let. I actually wish I'd watched it again, but now I'll just wait and watch it because. But because I I liked really liked it. Yeah, I did, and I you know so I'm I'm higher on it maybe even than I was at the time, but uh, I thought it was fun. It was really fun, and I liked Doctor Strange's stuff. He's just not my favorite. It, version yeah. of Doctor Strange. Yeah, I thought they did enough with it the, to be the, the stuff unpre- with freaking what's her face, uh, Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yeah. She, yeah. you know, it's just like it was so strange. <laughs> you know, no pun intended, but it's just like you had to. First off, people had to remember her, right? You know, from or it yeah. meant nothing, and then, uh, and then that alternate reality where she's like doing, you know, this other stuff. And it just seemed so weird. And then people like, I did like the raminess of uh, him burying the body. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, I was like, is this something? And like, man, that was cool. And that, that, that was cool. There had to be a zombie in there. That was Jedi amazing. Or whatever. And, yeah. And I, I don't know about the, the dream walking was an interesting concept. Like our dreams are multiverse things. Is mm-hmm. that, you know, that was kind of interesting. What did you guys think of America Chavez? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a theory. Um, Not a whole lot to go on. Kind of a very uh, archetype, you know, a, a young hero discovering their powers, but not not a whole lot of personality to begin with. The when only, I think that they, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. I was going to say the only reference I have of that character myself is from like one of those Disney cartoons where they kind of did like a, I don't even know which cartoon it was, but I remember it had like, it had her and I think like squirrel girl and um, a few of the younger heroes were in some kind of group. Yeah. Now I'd watched a few episodes of that. That was really the only like thing I knew her from. Well, this is clearly another one of those characters they're bringing out for whenever they get to Young Avengers or whatever. Yeah, that's do. kind of what I thought. But uh, 
one, yeah, the rapport like between her and him was not. I you, I feel like they're desperately going for that Tony Stark, uh, Peter Parker mm. thing, and they didn't get that at all between the young character, old character. But you mentioned that things were out of order, and that make I that explains a lot because I think this was supposed to be first, and then. All this freaking portal stuff Ned was doing in Spider-Man would have been her. I bet she would have been in that movie because that made no sense that he was going portal crazy in that movie. He was the one that had to get everybody around. And that is literally her power, you know? So I feel like that could have been a thing. Yeah. Well, it was so weird to have, we just had a movie where Dr. Strange mentors a young kid in Spider-Man. We do it again. We just had WandaVision you know, however many episodes that was of her coming to grips with her kids. And then we do a whole other thing where, you know, so I did, did this even fit with WandaVision? I know we left her looking for her kids I, and you can write all this off as the dark hold, you know, uh, tainted mm-hmm. her, made her evil, whatever. But did this, I don't know. I like WandaVision so much. I don't want this movie to, to taint any of that. Mm. I definitely and felt I don't know the, that it, uh, did, the lack it, it of... It just seemed like it kind of undercut where we left WandaVision, maybe. Yeah. Her as a, as a powerful character. Well, then Even not though including she didn't, Vision. She didn't... End, yeah, this is that's the problem with the whole thing, yeah. is that it would have had... The stakes would have... We all would have been far more invested, especially people that didn't watch WandaVision. If it would have been, if she'd have been going back to a family that Vision was in the house, mm-hmm. you know, but he's not getting paid to do that. <laughs> Apparently, must just they don't want to pay him or they didn't want to do it. You know, they've got they bringing that character back would feel awkward at this time, but it would have been more, uh, it would have got us more into it. Yeah. That than just these kids that aren't great actors you know throw vision in the illuminati like she would have to would, would she kill vision yeah oh, there's a twist. Mm-hmm. you're right that that including him in this movie would have made in the stakes some way yeah. the stakes yeah. would have been way higher but i have no problem elizabeth olsen acts circles around everyone else in this movie yeah. she is phenomenal as a hero or a villain put her in any marvel thing you want to do i love the scarlet witch i love her as an actress she's incredible yeah, she's but I had someone say to me, "Man, I can't believe they killed her," and I had to think, "Wait, did she die in this movie?" Like, they buried I had no her thought the... of that being a permanent thing. No. But like, so I, I don't know if there's people out there who assume she's gone forever. I no, that's a thought who could never ever cross my that. mind. Yeah, they just buried her under stuff. They buried yeah. buried Doctor Strange too, and he got <laughs> dug up in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I liked it. I, the more I talk about it and stuff, mm. the more I'm like, this was, it was not, it's never going to be anywhere in my top half of Marvel movies, but it was another solid yeah. thing that didn't get too big for its britches. Right. It it kept it to this small story and yeah, focused on her, which it was the right focus. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just thought it was, I came out of it and Carly asked me what I thought. And I, I said, it, it was fun. I said it was kind of crazy because it, it it was very much, you know, trying to be that sequel to WandaVision or that sequel to um, What If or you know, yeah, trying back... to pay off some of that stuff. Yeah, if you if you were there for that, if you watched it, 
you got something and yet again it wasn't necessary yeah to have watched those things to have got something out of this what do you what about uh clea what that's that's a cool character but i i don't know at this point it just feels like who's famous that hasn't been in marvel yet right get them get them get them on the phone (laughs) it's like it, it was just like that's a big get for them. Like they, I'm sure that they were very proud of themselves to have Charlize Theron show Which I up. love her. She's been yeah. in a lot of really great stuff. Like she should be headlining a movie of herself, right. but you know. So how long till you get to around to that, you know, like how far down the road? Right. I, that's the biggest thing about this. What, where, where are we in phase four? Does any of this lead to by this time in the previous we knew who the villain was we knew everything like this is a clusterfuck like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah there doesn't seem but to it's be not real. as bad again it could have been worse i feel like they could have made a much bigger mess <laughs> oh, we yeah. could have introduced yeah, yeah. a million other characters and a million past present future let's bring in you know nick cage's ghost rider and throw in this and all this and <laughs> How yeah, many Punishers have there been? Let's put all the Punishers in the movie. <laughs> like, that's what I kind of feared and expected. And on some level would have enjoyed. Right. <laughs> but yeah. we got to do it. Admit, he admits it probably. Man. <laughs> oh, I would have loved it. Not my ghost writer. No. But yeah. uh, so I, I feel like the biggest takeaway is going to be this idea of the incursions. Because this was the thing Jonathan Hickman's, like, years-long run on Avengers. I was proud because, yes, it's been all over the freaking internet after this movie, Secret Wars, Secret Wars. And I thought, I, I, you know, when I saw the movie, that wasn't being talked about, but there was that moment in the movie I was like, when they said about multiverses colliding and only one surviving or whatever, I was like, that's Hickman's Secret Wars. I was like, that I got me hyped that that could be coming. So Jonathan Hickman introduced this idea when they wanted to clean up Marvel's multiverse and they wanted to integrate all the ultimate characters like Miles Morales, they wanted to bring him into the regular Marvel universe and streamline things. He had this long storyline that involved these things called incursions where the Illuminati discover there's other realities crashing into each other and only one survives the impact until there's going to just be one left. So it's the struggle to heroes, you know, to, protect our universe where we destroy another universe is that the heroic thing to do so it was a long complicated storyline but by the end of it we got secret wars mm. which was the uh, in you know similar to the 80s secret wars where we just threw all the heroes and villains together to fight it was kind of like that but a little more heady a little more sci-fi so yeah. that that would be my guess where it's heading Mm. These the multiverses are starting to collide. It's going to keep causing problems, and it's yeah. all going to have to end with a big giant secret. I'm into it. If that's where we're headed, when I I saw that, I was like, that ex- was the first time I was excited about possibly where it was going. It's like because that's I think I think they can do it better than Hickman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think they can do it and interest me even more than that did. So I, I'm pretty hyped about that thought. You know, once again, you're right, Jordan, that I was like, you're like, we're going to talk about Dr. Chase. I was like, I have literally nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> and we've went on and on. Yeah, I'm just excited. Like we've said, these superhero movies don't all have to be the same. Yeah. We like Winter Soldier. It's more of an espionage <laughs> movie. You can do a, a comedic movie. You can do a sci-fi movie with Guardians. This was a horror movie. 
These mm. movies can be lots of different genres. And I, like I said, I think Sam Raimi was the perfect choice. That that zombie Doctor Strange was evil Ash from Army of Darkness. Like the even the makeup looked like evil Bruce Campbell. So I yeah I I would the homework I would give what is it instead Pizza of rewatching. Pizza Papa. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, if there was somebody, you know, oh, what Marvel movies do I need to watch to understand this? I would say, no, watch Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. That'll help you understand. I've never seen any of them. Really? I never watched any of them. Wow. When you guys talk about Ash and stuff, I don't know. Nothing. I mean, I know. I've seen clips and stuff, but I've never watched any of them. Wow. So that's, that's, the, that's a very famous scene in Evil Dead 2 where he, Ash is infected with evil with his his hand turns evil and he has to fight his own hand. Mm. So it's punching, it's slapsticky, it's doing the three stooges yeah. thing and whoa, 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 whoa. So he has to fight. So that's this was kind of a riff on, you know, an old gag Bruce Campbell used to do, a very uh comedic thing. And we got the uh Delta 88, the Oldsmobile that Sam Raimi puts in all his movies. We got that as well as a cameo. So Yeah, so <sighs> they're just gonna make a giant mess in order to clean it all up. Real nice. Have a crisis. Gotta have a crisis. That's exactly where I was going. I was like, man, this is the most (laughs) DC thing yet. (laughs) Let's blow up the multiverse and then bring it all back in. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense as far as like where. Yeah. You wonder if they had any idea they were doing that when they took that first step into this phase. Well, and it's a good idea because of us fans that have been that you know, have been saying, well, what about the daredevil show? What about, you know, Luke Cage and all that stuff and that they were doing over there that we oh, really yeah. liked. And then everything's about, uh, every, yeah. everything everywhere is a multiverse now. Like every show on TV, everything wants right. to do this now. It's like, cause it's kind of a neat idea. So I did see a meme that the quote across the top was, I was, a li- I was a little let down. Mm. the doctor strange didn't meet my expectations yeah and it said my expectations and it was a collage of it had rambo and aliens and like, like <laughs> Star Trek and, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. definitely so wolverine yeah I, 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 what if you expected again the curse of the marvel fan we all want everything right now and we want yeah. it all in a big soup and this wasn't <laughs> that so enjoy for what it was yep Hmm. All right, right. we did it. Well, I will say there's one other thing. I'm going to bring it back from from the top of the show uh, because it just popped in my head. You Um, love mattresses. I I wanted to uh, let everybody know, if you're like Justin Lowe and you're headed down to Florida, uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind in Epcot is finally open. This is an SOS from Nova Corps. Everything is disappearing. Our outpost on Earth's Epcot is in danger. Hey, Quill, this thing is so broken. Uh, uh, Quill, you seeing this? Quill, well, you heard the lady. Get to Epcot. It's save the galaxy time. Again. finally open to the public it uh the universe of energy closed i think in 2018 i think so it's been four years to get this freaking ride done um 
but it looks great. Uh, it's getting really good reviews. And I, of course, we already jumped online on YouTube and, and watched the, the POV videos through the ride. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's a coaster. Uh, it spins around as it goes through. And it's a little space mountainy. Um, and they play, you know, some classic uh, James Gunn rock and roll tunes through it. While you're there, get an ice cream maker and at Batu, 50 bucks. Isn't that how much they Yeah, are? yeah. You can get your and own, you can, I, um, I, what do they call, I was trying to think of the word, uh, Katano, or is that right? I don't know. I don't I know. Remember. It holds all your best guard. You can put your own coat into it. Yeah. But you can even put your own baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool. So, love this it. Is right. I uh, hope to get a report from Justin when he gets back about uh, his first time at Omba Batu, the new the new Guardians ride, and and a whole bunch of other stuff happening down there, um, and some construction updates. I hope so. We'll see. Alrighty, so that catches you up on what we've been up to in this multiverse of madness. And we will see you next time on the podcast of Pandemonium. My name is Jordan Lowe of Earth Prime. <laughs> Cliff Barnes. Cliff Barnes of the Multiverse of Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it coming when I said <laughs> I'm sad. Bye forever. You said that, I was like, yes, Multiverse of Mattress, it just came to me. <laughs> you could have been promoing that all along, Cliff. I could have been just crushing it. Jeez. <sighs> in one, in one universe, you love you. mattresses, and one, you hate them. Right. Yep, you're fighting. evil, Cliff. Yes, you've got to do like a series of you fighting a Cliff that hates mattresses. I get me yeah. a little Doctor Strange cape. Yeah. Slick back and my and hair in one. A, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And throwing in all the cliff too yeah it has a water bed likes water beds <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh the way of the water you could go lay on a water bed and do blue your knobby <laughs> thing I wish... god i can't imagine amazing it's not you too need late. a green screen you it's, gotta borrow, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta not, borrow michael's green it screen. is not too late to do this <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be there all week that's right. <laughs> you got extended hours. You got to fill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So we got free comic book day. Wrap up. <sighs> Gaming. I don't think I've done anything else. I've done nothing but work, so... Got to work the next Carly. Had a Memorial Day sale for three weeks now. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Carly. It'll be said, Arbor Day before you know it. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Plant them trees. <laughs> and Carly just said a few minutes ago, she's like, something about, go- oh, she wants to go watch the Bob's Burgers movie. She's like, it's it's only in theaters March 20 or May 28th or something. I was like, that doesn't mean it only plays for one day. She's like, it says only in theaters on May 28th. I was like, she would like everything everywhere all at once. 
I was like, you could have a, you could have a father daughter moment. I don't know. I'm torn by. I don't know what close opinion of that movie would be. I don't just, either. I just, I don't. I I know what you're saying, but then I think fucking short round is in it, and he's gonna <laughs> like that. He's gonna short round is gonna keep him <clears throat> yeah. focused. No, I I, have I was to... I looked it up. I was looking on IMDb today, and I didn't realize, you know, who else was in it. Biff Whiff, that guy who was in Dave, that Dave episode. <laughs> The, oh played, yeah he was in it. he was played in, the yeah. santa claus santa. and the, the tim robinson thing. yeah I, re- I remember at that time thinking hey that's that guy from that's funny. Funny. that's funny i didn't know his name <laughs> jean pants yeah i've got uh i've got to work from i'm off sunday and then i'm off I think I'm off Sunday, Monday, and then I'm working all the way basically to June. And we're running extended hours all Memorial Day weekend. And I'm just like, I'm already tired. <laughs> just like, Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, memory foam. That's what Memorial is all about. Yeah. Memorial. Definitely. <clears throat> memorial foam. Definitely. God. So sick of mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> I like when somebody says something really basic that's like very profound. <laughs> I am so sick of mattresses. <laughs> He's over it. He's over it. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.